Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I got some merch coming out for the seven-year anniversary of the channel. I'll announce more in just a few days. We would be honored if you would join us. Okay, man. Look, there were eight episodes in Kenobi, meaning that roughly they cost about $10 million per episode. And The Mandalorian had $15 million per episode. Just think about that. That's, in, that's $15 million per one episode, which is insane. The Acolyte Show is already at $50 million without any episodes shooting. This is $5.5 million more than Rogue One's pre-production budget. So pre-production is like when you get everything ready, you then start shooting. You're not even in post-production yet, which is usually like two to three times more. You're not even in the marketing yet because the show is not out. So all that comes later and adds so much more to it. I wouldn't be surprised if this show is going to be well over 200 to $300 million. My question really is not necessarily how much this show is, but why is it so much more expensive than arguably what could have been the most important show next to Ahsoka? Or I would even say more important than Ahsoka, which was the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. Why did the Obi-Wan Kenobi show get such a small budget in comparison to all of the other shows? Even in comparison to Book of Boba Fett. I mean, surely bringing Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi back would require probably the largest budget of any show that they could think of. I mean, you're talking about the Empire. The time of the Empire with literally the two most popular characters in Star Wars. And... Not to mention, you're bringing Anakin Skywalker back. And I'm wondering why they didn't de-age him in that scene. Did it take away from the scene? Yeah. Was it a make or break? No. But it still would have been nice if they had put that much extra budget into the show in comparison to, you know, Andor, which had $25 million per episode, or even Mando, or even Boba Fett which had the same amount of money as the first season of Mando. But this show, The Acolyte, after all of Leslie Headland's BS that she said about George Lucas, and if you haven't seen that, well, I'm sure you have, uh, you can refer to some of my older videos, but I'll interject it right here. This is like what we understand to be Star Wars, like the idea that like that only came from George Lucas, that, that, o like, that only George Lucas holds the key for what we understand to be Star Wars is just untrue. And I think the, the prequels are an ex excellent example of that. I mean, the idea that like when you're hiring a director, that everyone is sitting in there waiting for George Lucas and not for the person who's going to know to hire Ralph McQuarrie. That's the problem. 
that's the misogyny and the and the and the problem with the auteur myth as it stands today because they're not thinking this is the person that will hire the right people and this is the person that will be able to create the lookbooks and direct people to get them to that place they're just thinking do you know do you have all the answers and the truth is is that nobody does and anybody that says they do is lying he's already at 50 million dollars us before anything has even started to shoot now on one hand you know look i'm looking for great star wars i think the premise of the acolyte i have always talked about this the premise of the, even before I knew about Leslie Headland saying her garbage that she said about Star Wars and George Lucas, this show has potential to be one of the most interesting shows. I think the rumored premise that the Jedi come to this town looking for this force sensitive child, they make a barter, they make a promise to the town folk saying that, hey, we'll protect you uh, from the raiders that will come to this town and in servitude of that, we would like to take the Force Sensitive Child. Of course, the raiders come, the Jedi aren't there, the whole village gets slaughtered, and the only one that's left is a girl, and I believe the girl is the sister of the Force Sensitive Child that was taken by the Jedi to be trained as a Jedi. And if you didn't know this, the Jedi have essentially took uh, younglings, you know, from their families. Kind of, you know, they would ask, they wouldn't just steal them. But it was still a little unethical, you could say. So then the dark side users come and then they take this child that's left in the village, the, uh, the sibling of the force sensitive child that the Jedi took, and they notice that the child has a lot of anger and hatement and resentment towards the Jedi, rightfully so, and it's going to be thrusting us into the story of that character. And I think this is really fun, I think it's really cool, but I'm just really unhappy about the person that's leading it, and that's Leslie Headland. And it could be a great show. But for me, I don't know why that this has a $50 million budget in pre-production when the Kenobi show only had $90 million in total. And it really showed, you know, it, it really exemplified in the fact of how small the corridors were and all that stuff in the show itself. So my question is, you know, why are we looking at these shows, which are new shows, you know, to Disney Plus, aren't working on legendary characters like, you know, Obi-Wan and Anakin, Invader, and we're giving them so much more money than we give the, the legendary characters, really the ones that created the whole story to begin with. Obi-Wan and Anakin are by far the most popular characters in Star Wars, not to mention Darth Vader. So I was hoping that we would have gotten a little more money for those shows, but hey, I guess, you know, maybe if Leslie Headland was directing Kenobi, they would have had a bigger budget. Compared to another Star Wars film, the studio only spent 17% more on pre-production costs for Star Wars The Last Jedi, which was deemed a sure-fire hit by Disney, coming off the mega-success of The Force Awakens. The upcoming Skeleton Crew currently holds the record for the most expensive Star Wars streaming series with a reported budget of 136 Why is Skeleton Crew the most expensive? That's news to me. This is insane. Another series in Andor had a pre-production budget that was quite a bit higher, 38% than the Acolytes. However, much of that can likely be attributed to the project being shot during the height of the pandy and all the precautions that came with that. Yeah, I mean, all the testing every day and all that stuff that they did. Given the title's gargantuan pre-production number, and it would not be all that surprising if the series came in right around Andor's $100 million mark, or possibly even higher, getting closer to the figure reportedly attached to the skeleton crew. And it definitely will. If it's already at 50 mil, you know, you're going to do another, what, 30 mil for, f no, probably another 50 to 100 mil for filming, and probably another uh, 50 to 100 mil for post-production. You're looking at a $200 million show. I'm going to bet 175 to 200 million. 
And I really don't understand why they would give this random show all of this money when they wouldn't give the Book of Boba Fett maybe more or some better writing or the Kenobi show some more money. I just, I'm scratching my head here and I'm wondering what's going on. But on the good news, on the bright side, that this show will have a huge budget, which quite often, more than not, isn't really saying much. But look, the premise of the show is really fantastic. As much as I dislike the comments by Leslie Headland, I hope that this show is going to be something really special for the Star Wars community and for Star Wars lore in general. I hope that it's going to build the backstory before the prequels. And I really am hopeful that it's going to have some great character development and not just, you know, thrust Reva characters in there or Rey characters and let us, you know, really escape and find a good story and really feel connected to the characters in general. So that's my thoughts on this. Good news and bad news, but when you connect it to other shows, you're like, well, hey, why not them? Thanks so much for watching today's video. Check me out on Star Wars Theory Podcasts on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Google, and I'll see you all in the next episode on Star Wars Theory. Until then, remember, the Force will be with you always.